Our scripture reading this morning is from Mark 1, verses 29 through 39. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening at sunset, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons. And the whole city was gathered around um, the door. And he cured many of who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. When they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. He answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. seated. I think it's fair to say that whenever we hear build God's kingdom, we probably wonder to ourselves, how does anybody know what that looks like? When we talk about wanting to do the work of bringing God's kingdom into the world today, we sit and we go towards our imaginations thinking about what that possibly would look like because we don't have kind of a a picture book of what that kingdom looks like per se. But as, as... I was reading uh, this scripture in preparation for this week's sermon. One, this is from the lectionary, and so the way they broke up the text, I thought to myself, ah, this is really choppy. Like, it's three different kind of experiences, and so why are they together? Because what do you focus on as you read? But the more I I sat with the text, the more that I read, I began to kind of get this feeling of, oh, wow. These are experiences are showing a little bit, kind of shedding some light on to, to what God's kingdom truly does look like. Because 
last week we talked about, um, right before these verses, uh, for those that were here in the 9 o'clock service, we talked about Jesus coming into the temple and starting his ministry, sharing, and those around him who were like, he preaches a little bit differently and shares a little bit differently than the scribes and the high priests of the synagogue. And now we come and, and we see how Jesus is in community with his disciples, right? He has got Simon and Andrew and James and John. And all of a sudden, right, Simon's mother-in-law, she's in bed with a fever. And so they go and they tell Jesus about what is going on. And he came and he took her by the hand and he lifted her up and then she no longer had a fever see last week we talked about Jesus helping someone in the synagogue and and taking out the evil unclean spirit that was there and that was controlling the man but today we see Jesus go to the house of Simon's mother-in-law and heal her from her sickness. And then after she is feeling better, after she has been healed, she then begins to serve Jesus and the disciples. See, like that little chunk right there, it shows how Jesus' healing mercy, it shows how Jesus' help to others, it did not matter who it was, it did not matter where they were, Jesus went. He went and he, he healed. And then as the scripture then continues to go on, we see Jesus continuing to have others who are sick and who are possessed come. Whether it be individuals who are bringing their friends and family or maybe those who made the journey themselves. And Jesus continues to heal, continues to send out the spirits and that, um, I'm sure, takes a lot out of someone. Because at this point, uh, the way that the text reads, it makes you think that this was not just one or two people. Uh, it was not just maybe, I would guess, for a day, but rather probably a greater length of time. And Jesus continues to help. It doesn't say that Jesus put parameters on those that could be helped, but that Jesus continued to heal the sick and cast out demons. Bringing God's kingdom into the world today, if we look at the ministry and the life of Jesus and we look at what he is doing here it calls for us 
to truly be the hands and feet in the community. It, it causes us to, to be kind to those that we encounter, uh, to when we see maybe a need to figure out how best to help. And sometimes not just thinking of how best to help, but how best to help in a way that sustains those who are troubled. To go and to not put parameters on those that we are able to help. Now, that's not to say uh, for us that we are going to be able to do everything and anything for every single person because our capacity as humans do not allow us. But to know our capacity and to know that we can continue to be that presence of Jesus Christ in the world. That we can continue to build that kingdom that is built on community, that is built on love for one another, that is built on helping our neighbors just as others are able and willing to help us. But it also, it also causes us to make sure that we take time to grow. And, and we want to grow in our relationship. We want to grow in our faith in Christ Jesus. But we also want to grow our energy that we have so that we have the capacity to help when we can, right? It's, a, it's like a rechargeable battery. Like Jesus, uh, from verse 35 as he goes on, it, he, was, he was in the dark. He went and he went to a deserted place to get away from all of those who are around him, not because he did not want to continue to help those around him, but because he needed to take time so that he could rest, that he could recharge, that he could grow in his energy so that the capacity that Jesus had to help others was greater. Greater than it would be if he just kept going, kept going without taking time to rest and recharge. Because as Jesus goes and, and he goes to a deserted place and as he prays, as he rests, we then see how his companions, Simon and those who were with him, went and hunted for him. And as they found him, they said, everybody's looking for you, Jesus. And he says, well, let's go. Because he had had that time where he had rest, rested and his capacity to go and to help was ready for the next destination. 
See, that kingdom that we continue to talk about, that kingdom that we so desperately want to bring into the world today, that kingdom is built on being community with one another, with one another helping one another as our neighbors, no matter who they are, who we are, but finding what our capacity is to be able to love and to be that presence. As Jesus is no longer walking from town to town, but to be that presence, the people who Jesus uses to continue to walk from town to town, to love one another and to help one another as a community, as a community that is connected through being a part of the kingdom of God in this world. And so as, as we go out, as we go out and as we continue to be in community with others, as we continue to encounter new individuals, let us continue to find the ways in which we are able to love one another, to help one another, and continue to bring the fullness of God's kingdom to the world. Let us pray. Almighty and gracious God, Lord, we give you thanks for the ways in which Christ came into the world and the ways in which Christ was willing to heal the sick, to feed the hungry, to cast out demons for those who were oppressed and that there were no parameters on who he would help and be in community with. So Lord, as we strive, as we hope to continue to build on the community and on the kingdom that, that Christ brought into this world, continue to help us be your hands and feet so that your kingdom be built on love, on grace, but on helping one another because we are all a part of your kingdom. No matter where we're from, no matter who we are or what we have done, we are all a part of your kingdom. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen.